The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Would you like to know how to make better decisions for your business, your people, or yourself? Do you want to recognize when you make errors of judgment that cause the quality of your decisions to drop, and when you are moving away from, not closer to, your goal? Welcome to Because There's More with Laura Ellis. For the next hour, Laura and her guests will share experiences and insights that will challenge and stretch your thinking, help you recognize your biases, and ultimately guide you towards more predictable and accurate decisions. You'll walk away from this show feeling better informed, more inspired, and a lot more confident about your next big decision. Now, here's your host, Laura Ellis. Hello, I'm Laura Ellis, and this is Because There's More, the show that takes a closer look at decision-making. For those of you who are tuning in for the first time, welcome, and thank you for joining our show. And thanks to all our returning listeners who come back week after week because you do find the information here to elevate the quality of their business decisions. We have another great show for you today, a show in which we're going to focus on how our guest found inspiration that has allowed him to change his own and other people's lives. And he is going to tell us more about his journey and the key decisions he made to turn things around and also how he ended up creating a framework that millions of people use today to the same end. But just before I introduce today's guest, let me thank um, the guest from last week. Jay Taylor, who's a fellow radio host on Voice America Business Network, who was kind enough to come uh, on my show and share with us last week his many years of insights and experience on how people and government's attitude to distribution of wealth impact the world we live in, whether we know it or not. And to me, this is just another example of how we make decisions every single moment that impact the way we lead our lives. Whether they're done in our full awareness or not, they still have a broader impact that we sometimes think. Make sure to listen to last week's show because you will come across unique insights that may change, for example, how you look and manage your own personal debt. And I know for sure that it got me to think differently. So let me come back to today and my guest today is the living proof that there is indeed more. Born into a working class family in Little Rock, Arkansas, he didn't expect much from life but after being inspired by a radio broadcast in 1972, he went on to be inducted into the Sales and Marketing Hall of Fame and Speaker Hall of Fame and is the author of 16 books including two international bestsellers. His life is dedicated to helping people succeed. And today he'll be sharing insights with you so you too can achieve more than you probably have expected. His name is Jim Cathcart, and I'm delighted that he agreed to appear on Because There's More Today. Welcome to the show, Jim. 
Thank you, Laura. It's delightful to be with you. Thank you so much. So what I like to do, Jim, is just to go into a bit more detail um, about you so our listeners get to know more. Um, you are one of only 12 speakers in the world who hold the following honors. President of the National Speakers Association, Speaker Hall of Fame, CPAE, some of those acronyms, I don't even know what they mean, but there's so many on that list. Certified Speaking Professional, CSP, and winner of the Cavett Award in 1993. You're also a member of the Exclusive Speakers Roundtable, 22 of the most um, popular speakers in the world. You have risen to the top of your profession through more than 20 years of presentations to a worldwide audience and decades of pretty unselfish service to your profession. You You have been a corporate executive, a training director, an entrepreneur, a psychological researcher, meeting planner. Oh, my God, my my list goes on and on. Well, I also sold donuts door to door and I worked at a drive-in movie in the concession stand. That's amazing. And you know what? It's, uh, it's interesting. And I, I'm proud to live in a world that is a lot more open-minded because I, uh, I remember uh, just in reaction to that comment, uh, about 10 years ago, probably people looking for jobs were really uh, uncomfortable uh, saying in an interview that they have done more than one thing or they haven't been with the same company for a long time. <laughs> it's true. And now we finally appreciate what that diversity of experience does for our uh, skill set. So it's true. It, well, you know, pardon the interruption. But no, carry on. Marriage, my wife said, you know, when we got married and you had all these different jobs every year or so, she said, I used to worry about that. And then you got into the field of professional speaking and training and clients would call the office and I'd be there and they'd say, does Jim know anything about X? And I'd say, yeah, as a matter of fact, he used to do that. She yeah. said, so you couldn't have had better training for the yeah. field that you ended up choosing, which is consulting and speaking. Yeah, yeah. And it is amazing because, of course, I mean, every every single direction you've you've taken could be the topic of, uh, um, you know, of another show or a show in and of itself. But yeah. it's interesting when I hear you say that, um, how much, uh, no matter what type of thinkers we are, we're, uh, we feel so much more comfortable when someone understands our language and our background. So mm-hmm. you're right. I mean, people come to people who have experienced what uh, – they have experience, and that's a good starting point. And you are in a very fortunate position uh, to actually resonate with many people that you're helping today. Because I'll carry on with my list here. You have managed people, products, and payrolls for over 20 years. You also researched... Over 39 years. Sorry? 39 years now. Oh, my God. Yeah. So when did you start, Jim? When you were two years old? Yeah, Exactly. <laughs> Right. I'm, I'm uh, 68, soon to turn 69. Wow. And, Amazing. Uh, Many happy returns. Wow. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, life is good. And I've been, I've been working as a professional speaker since 1976, 77, full time. And so I've, I've done just over 3,000 speeches around the world for 2,000 different clients. And it's literally been around the world. I've, I've, I've actually circumnavigated the globe twice in one year yeah. doing speaking tours. 
I recently returned from July of 2015. I did a speaking tour of China, first time in that country, and uh, that was thrilling. Every audience was a thousand people or more, and wow, what an experience. I, I can imagine that. And, and you know what? I can't wait to hear more. In fact, I'm going to ask you, uh, because as I said, my list goes on and on. So rather than, than focusing on me talking, I let you do some. Okay. How did it all start? Well, it all started, I, I had had all these different jobs. I, I grew up, as you mentioned, in a working class family. My dad was a telephone repairman. Mom worked as, you know, at home as a housewife and took care of me and my sister. And I had an invalid grandfather there who had been paralyzed by a stroke for the last seven years of his life. He couldn't move or talk. And, and my grandmother was in our house, too. So mom took care of all of us. And... Um, when I grew up, I didn't expect anything significant. You know, I thought I'd be a nice guy and live an ordinary life and die at whatever the statistical average age was for my gene pool. And um, so in 1972, I was overweight, out of shape, smoking two packs of cigarettes a day, no money in the bank, newly married with a baby at home, um, no college degree, no connections in the community. And I heard on the radio, a man named Earl Nightingale, who was on 900 stations back then. And he was all over the world with this little program, little five-minute program called Our Changing World. What an appropriate title. And um, that day in 1972, I was a clerk at the Urban Renewal Agency, the housing authority in Little Rock, Arkansas, in the south of the U.S. And uh, he said, if you will spend an extra hour every day studying your chosen field, you can be a national expert in that field in five years or less. And that hit me like an oncoming train. I thought, wait a minute. That actually works. If you do the numbers an hour a day, five days a week, uh, 50 weeks a year, that's 1,250 hours in a five-year period. If you study any subject, for 1,250 hours, you'd be a leading authority on that subject. What do I want to be an expert at? Well, it wasn't urban renewal. And the more I thought about it, I had no idea. And then a few weeks later, it hit me, I want to do what that guy on the radio is doing. I want to help people grow. But I had two problems, Laura. I had never given a speech, and I had nothing to say. <laughs> So I didn't know anything about the field of human development, yet that's the field that I had selected. And so I decided, well, I'll take the man at his word, and I'll spend fanatically every day at least an hour, sometimes two or three, studying the field of human development, listening to recordings, reading books, going to seminars if there are any, and just getting around people that seem to know something about success or psychology or interpersonal communications. And I did that. It literally fanatically to the point where my circle of friends changed quite dramatically because my older friends were saying, nah, let's, let's don't invite Jim. All he wants to talk about human development and motivation, things like that. And my new set of friends said, dude, you're into this too? Great. Come on over. So when I got the new circle of friends going, my growth accelerated and so did theirs. And within a few years, I was leading training seminars that other people had designed. And then shortly after that, I designed my own training seminars. And then I wrote a book and then another book. And then I started co-authoring with some others. And here I am 39 years later 
I've done virtually everything a professional speaker ever dreams to do, including having Earl Nightingale call me out of the blue because he had read an article of mine. And he said, I publish audio programs. And I said, believe me, sir, I know. He said, well, send me yours. I might, might want to publish it. In 1984, Earl Nightingale published the Relationship Strategies audio program that I had co-authored with Dr. Tony Alessandra. And in the first two years, it sold three and a half million dollars worth worldwide. So this can be done no matter where you start. And you don't have to be an expert or have a bunch of privileges to get you started. All you've got to do is decide that's the field, whatever the field happens to be. This is the field that I choose. And I will spend a minimum of an hour every day extra learning something new about that field. Wow. I mean, I'm speechless and I, and I feel so inspired because this is, uh, I am absolutely fanatic about decision making and the, the importance of, uh, you know, knowing more about how we make decisions and the impact they have on our lives. So, um, I, I think I'm gonna, uh, you know, take your, uh, take a leaf from your book and kind of spend even more time reading. I, I love it. I, I read for pleasure, Excellent. but how inspiring is your well, Thank story? you. And I've got a recommended resource for you. Okay, excellent. A colleague of mine, an author, uh, Dr. Spencer Johnson, okay. he's best, best known for his book, Who Moved My Cheese? And before that, the co-authored book, uh, The One Minute Manager with Ken Blanchard. Yep. Well, Spencer Johnson, years ago, his office was next to mine, uh, uh, you know, the next building to mine in La Jolla, California, San Diego. And we became friends, and he was writing a book called Yes or No? The Guide to Better Decisions. Hmm. It's a little book. It's a parable about mountain climbing or mountain hiking. And um, it's just got a very elegant uh, decision-making matrix in it. And um, he asked me to, to collaborate with him on that book. And I was able to, at least partially, co-author the book with him. And it's an excellent book. And the title is simply Yes or No. The Guide to Better Decisions by Spencer Johnson. That's excellent. Thank you. I will definitely read that. It's a, it's a fascinating field for me, at least. And, mm -hmm. and you know, my intent, uh, very much like yours, Jim, is to really translate the, the science that I've, uh, I've been following and I've been trained in to actually, um, you know, translate into examples and, and practical uh, advice for people so they make better business decisions in, in well, particular. Everybody needs it, you know. Ab absolutely. You're you're in a, uh, uh, you picked a lane that is very much uh, needed and will be eternally. Yeah, so yeah. there's no limit to the number of people you can serve with that topic. Yeah, yeah. And, and thank you. And thank you for, I mean, there's no doubt you're a visionary. And thank you for seeing the, uh, the, the, importance of what I pick because it's also not an easy topic to deal with. So uh, not to talk too much about my organization, but it wasn't easy to create a framework that will work. But we have about three minutes uh, mm -hmm. to the break. So I just want to, um, uh, you know, to get you uh, into that direction. We'll pick it up after the, the break. Um, sure. In hindsight, what do you think were, um, you know, what was the internal motivation that got you in 
into um, helping other people and, and then, you know, public speaking. Well, Why that and not something else? Well, and I never thought I would matter very much. You know, I, I, I figured, like I said, I'd just be a nice guy who did fairly well. Um, and I, because I didn't think I would matter very much, when I saw the opportunity to make a difference, it really lit a fire in me. And I decided I, I want to make a mark in this world. I want to, you know, contribute. I want a meaningful life where other people say, hey, Jim was here and things are better because he was. And so that's what stimulated the whole idea. You know, I was always, as a youth, kind of a performer. I enjoyed, you know, getting up and and uh, showing off and, and acting out parts when we were playing games and getting in character and that kind of stuff. But I, I didn't have any particular talent. And uh, so when I saw the opportunity to pursue this field, and it also involved, you know, standing up on stage and leading people, that really kind of strummed my heartstrings, but I didn't have yet the confidence, the talent, or the skill to pull it off. So I had to acquire those along the way. Yeah, and and that's amazing. Again, probably I'd be using the word inspiring and inspirational several times today, Jim, because it absolutely is. It, it actually reminds me. Sometimes people ask me, what do you do? Um, and uh, I say, I used to say when I work in human capital, um, I change people's lives. And now when I'm asked, why do you want to do this organization? Why did you uh, create it? Because I want to change the world. So it's amazing when you feel that strongly about something. We'll we'll pick it up more after the break, but we'll we'll go uh, into a two-minute break. If you have any questions, please email me at lellis, L-E-L-L-I-S, at trustedadvisoryboard.com, and Jim and I will be happy to follow up after the show and answer your questions. So see you in two minutes. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Do you believe in the value you bring to an organization? Have you been overlooked for a promotion because you think differently than your peers? Do you know that you can and will make a difference to the business? Let Tab Advanced be your personal advisory board and help you make different, better decisions about your career. Our team is customized to your successful advancement and hones in on when, why, and how you make those decisions. Build a more fulfilling career. Contact us today at advance at trustedadvisoryboard.com. Great leaders today have certain capabilities that set them apart. These leaders have discovered transformational leadership. Now you can discover the same ideas, insights, and programs that have led them to success. Inside Transformational Leadership, hosted by Kate Ebner, is produced by Georgetown University's Institute for Transformational Leadership. We'll explore these stories and concepts every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Are you a CEO, a board director, or an entrepreneur looking to have more control over the future of your organization? If the answer is yes, you need Tab Ignite. Our approach is unique, intelligent, and it works. 
Our solution is exclusively positioned to guarantee the results you seek for your business because we make it simple for you to tap our advisor's expertise and experience and make accurate business decisions. Ask Tab Ignite to work for you at tabignite at trustedadvisoryboard.com and make your next decision the first of many best decisions for your company. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into Because There's More with host Laura Ellis. To connect with our program today, please send Laura an email to lellis at trustedadvisoryboard.com. Now, back to Because There's More. Hi, I'm Laura Ellis, and this is Because There's More, the show that takes a closer look at decision-making. And I'm here today with Jim Cathcart, who's going to tell us more about his own decisions uh, around how he created a framework to help people achieve their full potentials and make both better personal decisions um, in, in their lives to actually achieve as much as he has achieved, uh, starting from a point where he never thought he would achieve as much. So, Jim, it's a pleasure to have you here today. And as I said to you during the break, I'm already feeling so inspired talking to you. Because <laughs> Good. Thank you. My pleasure. You know, Thank you. When you look at decision making, uh, I reflect back on my time collaborating with Dr. Spencer Johnson. One of the things he did in his map to better decisions was he split decision making into two categories, personal decisions and practical decisions. So it might be that a practical decision is to save 10% of your income every week, um, whereas a personal decision might be to, uh, I, I don't know, you know, to uh, become more well-known in your business community. And so you find yourself battling with the the desire to become better known and the commitment that you want to make to saving money. And so you have to resolve those two before you get to a final decision. If you look at, at your business, you look at your personal life, look at all of it in that context, it helps keep things in perspective. For example, who do you spend time with? Well, if you know what your goals are, then you know who can help advance that cause and who probably wouldn't and also who would inhibit your advancement toward that goal. Because there's some people that just aren't good for you, you know. You might have known them all your life. You might even be related to them. But if you spend more and more time with them, your life gets less and less successful. And your reputation is probably harmed as well if if they're a person of shady character, for example. So when we make decisions, I think we need to make intentional choices about the relationships in our life and increase the percentage of our time we spend with people who add to where we're going and decrease the percentage of our time we spend with those who detract from that. And likewise, decrease the percentage of time we spend with those who neither positively nor negatively influence it. So the if I've got 100% of my time to invest and I spend 50% or more of it with people who are going the same direction I'm going, that's a very good thing because I get their momentum added to mine. 
If I spend 51% of my time in neutral or negative territory, then it's harder for me to succeed than it should have been, and it's all because of who I chose to spend more of my discretionary time with. Yep. And, you know, there's so much wisdom in, in everything you said. And thank you for, for uh, sharing that with me and with my listeners. Uh, of the many things that you, you, you said there, one of the things that uh, really resonates uh, very strongly with me and something I share with my clients, it's the element of choice. You, you made the point there of, you know, which choice do you make? Often we find ourselves in situations where we make decisions um, almost as if they are the only choice. So, you know, you talked about spending time with people who advance your purpose, whatever mm. that purpose you uh, choose to uh, be. And we often don't think that we have a choice to opt in and out of of good or positive or um, relationship that allow us. So I, I love the fact that you emphasize the, the thinking uh, around simple things like who our who do you befriend and why do you befriend them? And, and, and it's you, not yeah. like you have to, to turn some people away and say, I'm not, I'm not going to spend time with you anymore unless they're criminal, in which case I would say, yes, tell sure. them that. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, it's just that you change the percentage of, of your life that you're investing with them. My sister used to have a friend who was very negative. A very cynical, very sad, unhappy person, always finding fault with everything and and enjoyed being the, the, the most smart alecky and cynical in the room. And she would come over to visit with my sister sometimes at my house. And after a couple of visits, I asked my sister, please don't bring her around anymore. Mm. And she said, why? She's my friend. I said, I know. She's your friend. Uh, but... Everywhere she goes, she brings less happiness, and I don't want to spend time with her. So spend time with her all that you like, but when you come over here, come by yourself or bring one of your happy friends. Yeah. Yeah, and wow, what a difference! You know, I um, uh, one of the first books that I read when I moved into entrepreneurship uh, was called um, uh, the you know, Entrepreneur Revolution, and was talking there about this the author's experience of uh, spending time with entrepreneurs versus spending time in the corporate world, and yeah. I've. I've made some amazing relationships in the corporate world and most of my clients uh, are from the corporate world. But it's it's interesting how when you start to interact with people more like you, mm -hmm. you become a person that you never even thought that you are or you kind of dreamt. Isn't that the truth? Yeah. When I joined the National Speakers Association way long ago in the early 1970s or mid-1970s, when it had first formed, all my heroes were there. You know, yeah. all the people whose recordings I had heard, books I had read, they were there. And I was able to actually walk up and stand in a circle with them and, and have a casual conversation at the speaker meetings. And I thought, wow, you know, what a privilege. Well, today, the National Speakers Association has chapters around the world, Canadian Association of Professional Speakers, CAPS, CAPS, mm -hmm. uh, also has that, and that's an offshoot of the, the U.S. National Speakers Association. And all over the world, there are organizations of people in my field 
where I can go, like on my recent visit to Toronto, I had a dinner the night before the big networking bash that I attend, you and I attended. Yeah. Uh, and I had a dinner with the leaders of the Canadian Association of Professional Speakers. And it was a wonderful meeting because everyone in that room was a person who was personally invested in helping others succeed. Not in not in making people successful, but in showing other people the path so that they could make themselves successful. Yeah, absolutely. That It is amazing. And it's very, again, inspiring because you feel that you're not alone and, and mm-hmm. you know, you, you have people who support the same cause. So let's talk more about your personal decision-making. And I'm saying personal, um, not necessarily in the definition that you gave, but how, what would you say were some of the success factors for you? What, what did you do? What allowed you to succeed? Number one was when I decided I was willing to work however long I needed to in order to become successful. This was back in 1972 after hearing that radio broadcast. You know, he said an extra hour a day and you can become an expert in something in five years or less. Well, I said, okay, that works and I believe that. So even though I don't believe in me yet, I believe in that formula and I'm willing to do that even if it takes me seven or eight or ten years because the alternative is to have the ordinary, unremarkable life that I would probably have otherwise. And that's not acceptable to me. I want a life that's special. I want to make a difference. And so I just started writing down what I wanted in, the, in my life. And I, I remember going through a college course catalog from the University of Arkansas. And I identified something like, gosh, 36 or, or more three-hour courses that I wanted to take, not to get a degree, but just to learn the skills that would come along with that course. And I looked at it to see if there was a career path, you know, like a major in finance or, or marketing or whatever. And there wasn't. It was across many, many disciplines. And I never did get a college degree, by the way. I've been mm. inducted into the Speaker Hall of Fame, the Sales and Marketing Hall of Fame. I've written 16 books, delivered 3,000 speeches around the world at high fees, and I have no college degree. I recommend a college degree, but personally, I don't have one. I have three years college. Sure. Sure. So I decided, I'm, first, I'm going to write down my goal. I want to be a national expert in the field of personal development. Second, I'm going to figure out how to do that in little steps day by day, and I'm going to do it as long as it takes. And that was the thing. Once I set the goal, it never occurred to me that I wouldn't achieve it, but it also didn't occur to me that I'd be able to achieve it easily or quickly. I figured this would be a long, long road, but if I stayed on the same road and everything I did somehow related to the field of human development, then I'd end up with jobs in that world and one job builds on another and you get credibility over time and you get some big opportunities sooner or later. So that's what I was going to do. And sure enough, that's the way it unfolded. And today, when I look at my own contacts list in my phone or in my, my database, I have direct personal access to the thought leaders of the world of, of achievement and success. I mean, the, the people that you see on the bookshelves, that's who yeah. I hang out with. 
Yeah. Well, wow. When wow, I started, indeed, I didn't Jim. Any of those people, and I had nothing to bring except wow. enthusiasm. Yeah. So, Jim, you know, you said you had nothing to bring. I mean, I think that is a gross overstatement. But <laughs> let, let me just uh, let me just ask you this because I uh, one of the first things that I, I share with new clients of mine or people I work with are is the fact that no matter how senior, no matter how accomplished uh, people are there is a, a part of us that is quite insecure. In fact, I find that I the agree. more, um, the people who aspire for more have a greater, um, you know, greater share of insecurity yeah, uh, because that's what, yeah, yeah, that's what they try to, to, to deal with and, and keep that's pushing right. harder well, and harder. When you look at, pardon the interruption, but when you look at great achievers like billionaires, yep. invariably, they had a, a tragic or impoverished childhood. Yeah, yeah. Invariably. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And if it's not about money, is is about not believing in themselves, and that, and that's right. why that's why I wanted to yeah. uh, fear focus. and insecurity. Yeah, yeah. I, I wanted to ask you, how did the change happen? Like, wh- when did you get uh, to feel like you know what? I can manage it because I don't think it ever disappears. Like, you, no, you it never. Doesn't. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I, it, there was a man named Harold Gash who was a sales representative for Earl Nightingale's company and he sold recordings. He sold a library of audio recordings of Earl Nightingale uh, business to business. And he came to a meeting, a, a junior chamber of commerce social club meeting where I was uh, chairman of a project. I was a volunteer in the local community and I was reporting on my project. And Harold was around for a little while at that meeting and he saw me interacting with the other people and leading my portion of the meeting. And he said, he said, come here. He said, Jim, you've got more potential than any young man I've ever known. And I said, good heavens. How many have you known? Two? He said, no, I'm, I'm serious. He said, I, I see something in you. He said, why don't you get into the business I'm in and sell Earl Nightingale's recordings as motivational training to businesses? I said, well, Harold, I don't know how to sell, and I'm probably not any good at it. I've tried it in the past and haven't done well. And he said, no. He said, you can do this. He said, just go out and play these recordings for people. And then tell them about your own life and about how it's affected you, you know, doing these kind of things. And I'll guarantee you people will buy. Well, I did that. And I spent the better part of two years selling Earl Nightingale's recordings for Harold Gash. And 10 years later, Earl Nightingale was selling my recordings around the world. Wow. So, wow. Yeah. And I spent at least, at least a thousand hours listening to those recordings as I drove from meeting to meeting. Every day, fanatically, I listened to those recordings. And there were recordings that were inspirational. They were about goal setting, interpersonal communication, leadership, time management. Um, They were about philosophy, about optimism and pessimism, things like that. It It was an absolute reprogramming of my mind. But I had to listen again and again and again and again and again and again for like two or three years to truly retrain my own thinking from limited thinking, scarcity thinking, to thinking of abundance and possibilities. 
That's amazing. And, and again, I mean, it's, um, uh, you know what, I feel so fortunate because this is the uh, end show when I'm finding myself almost forgetting that I'm the host and listening <laughs> to what you're saying and thinking, oh my God, I need to book this person for another show. It's amazing. So we're going to go into a, a break very shortly. But what I'd like to pick up on more is just for you to, um, uh, you know, kind of summarize some of the things that uh, that you just shared with me because the the retraining of the mind um, you know I have my background is in uh, psychology cognitive psychology uh, industrial psychology which is why I love decision making yeah. but I also know because of my background that it's not an easy thing to do so having someone who has gone through the process and, and following the process sometimes is, is very important and not asking Am I closer to the outcome? Um, I also find to be very important. But what I like to pick up on uh, after the break is exactly that. Like, what do you recommend to people uh, to do? When does it get hard? What What Perfect. should they do when it gets hard? And uh, so let's pick up in uh, in a couple of minutes after the break. Okay. And I can't wait to hear all about it because I'm in the process too. So thank you. Um, we'll be back in two minutes. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Are you a CEO, a board director, or an entrepreneur looking to have more control over the future of your organization? If the answer is yes, you need Tab Ignite. Our approach is unique, intelligent, and it works. Our solution is exclusively positioned to guarantee the results you seek for your business because we make it simple for you to tap our advisor's expertise and experience and make accurate business decisions. Ask Tab Ignite to work for you at tabignite at trustedadvisoryboard.com and make your next decision the first of many best decisions for your company. Biz Locker Radio is a high-energy business show that features compelling conversations and cutting-edge business content that you can use to improve your performance today. Hosted by Kelly Riggs and presented by the Business Locker Room, Biz Locker Radio features dynamic thought leaders from sales, marketing, leadership, business strategy, social media, and more. If you're in business, you need an edge. Develop that edge with Biz Locker Radio. Tune in every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern, and 3 p.m. Central on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information, visit bizlockerradio.com. Do you believe in the value you bring to an organization? Have you been overlooked for a promotion because you think differently than your peers? Do you know that you can and will make a difference to the business? Let Tab Advanced be your personal advisory board and help you make different, better decisions about your career. Our team is customized to your successful advancement and hones in on when, why, and how you make those decisions. Build a more fulfilling career. Contact us today at advance at trustedadvisoryboard.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into Because There's More with host Laura Ellis. 
To connect with our program today, please send Laura an email to lellis at trustedadvisoryboard.com. Now, back to Because There's More. Hello, I'm Laura Ellis, and this is Because There's More, the show that takes a closer look at decision-making. And I'm here today with Jim Cathcart, who's been kind enough to agree to be on my show and share with uh, me and you his success and overcoming some of his own um I would say personal limitations in terms of his potential and how far uh, he can go. And uh, I'd say self-doubt would be a major portion of that. Yeah, self-doubt. And it's amazing. I was just sharing uh, before the break that how many of the very achieved professionals that I work with continue or or are proving to have uh, come from a strong position of self-doubt by myself included so what would you say to people what did you do and what helped you uh, the most in overcoming your own and and what helps you keep going uh, well th- those are separate answers but let me sure. take the first one you know the, the, I didn't really believe in myself but Harold Gash the guy that got me to sell those Earl Nightingale training materials he believed in me, and, and I was inspired by his belief in me. And then he said, Jim, look, you don't think you've got the potential to do this, so let's not worry about that. He said, if you listen to these recordings every single day, at least an hour a day, then listening to these recordings will reprogram your own thinking and you will become more optimistic, more more uh, outcome focused, more helpful, more, you know, just much more capable and more organized in everything you do. He said, now, all you've got to do is show other people how powerful and valuable that is, and you will sell these training programs. And I did. And that led to more opportunities. And I got job offers and, and people started seeing the change in me and I got promotions and and uh, raises, and, and then I got a new job opportunity that allowed me to go out on my own and form my own company, doing training, teaching other people's courses at first. And so it slowly evolved, but it, it, it was me believing in the system or me believing in Harold's belief in me rather than me believing in myself at first. And then over time, my own faith in myself grew. And one of the things that I've I've become known for is a, a quote from my book, The Acorn Principle. And that's what I call the daily question. If you will ask yourself this question several times a day, assuming you know what kind of person you want to be, then this question can help you redirect your entire life. The question is simply this. How would the person I'd like to be do the things I'm about to do. How would the person I'd like to be do the things I'm about to do? So think in terms of the future you, the more evolved, the more mature, the more professional, the more advanced, more enlightened you. How would that person do today's work if he or she were already here with you today? And if you start doing things today like you would do them tomorrow if you were further along the path, then everything you do will be upgraded. Every interaction with other people, you know, every problem that you solve or resolve. Like, you know, I had a problem today uh, at home. I was installing a new screen door at home, 
and the door that was shipped to me was the wrong size. And so it, I wasted a lot of time, and I ended up having to take it back to the store and do the return. Well, a lot of people would come back in and rant and rave and complain. Well, I realized that it was not the returns clerk that did the problem, nor was it the company that made the door. It was simply that the person who prescribed that door for me prescribed the wrong size. So I didn't vent to the person that typically gets vented to. And uh, she was very pleasant, and I left there, and we were both smiling. I was still upset about the waste of time and money with the door, but there was no emotional investment made that caused this to be a, you know, Jim spreading unhappiness to yet another person. So it's that kind of thing. You know, you just, you start behaving today like the person you'd like to become. It's it's sort of like the, in the Christian religion, what would Jesus do? You know, yeah. what would the better me do in this situation? And that little daily question, if you keep it in front of you, will guide you down a pretty productive path. Yep. Uh, and absolutely, and it's uh, you know what's fascinating for me is that so many of those principles uh, uh, translate uh, across different situations in in life because it's no different. You know, having spent years in leadership development, um, it's exactly what one or I would say to a client. You know, imagine yourself as the leader that you want to be, and mm-hmm. then ask the question. Uh, almost in every moment, but especially in the critical moments, to guide your thinking because it's very easy to fall into patterns of behavior that uh, are not representative of who you want to become. And if you want to become something else, absolutely. So um, it's um, it's absolutely fascinating how things you know relate across different disciplines and personal and professional right. life and everything else. Yeah, you well, you talked about. That- Go ahead, Jim. Doing, pardon me. Uh, something I've been doing recently is creating a series of video programs. There's a company out of Tulsa, Oklahoma called Thrive15Thrive15.com. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, if a person enters T-H-R-I-V-E-1-5.com slash ACORN, which is my code, then uh, they can get 30 days of free access to over a 1,000 videos on that site, each video under 15 minutes, which is why it's Thrive 1-5. Yeah. Uh, everything's under 15 minutes. And I have 110 videos on there talking wow. about the kind of things you and I are talking about. So if they want 30 days free ride to go in there and explore all they want, they're welcome to do it. If they want to stick around, it's, I think, $50 a month. But still, they can get 30 days free, and that's pretty cool. Yeah, of course, it's amazing, and it's a it's a very quick way to uh, get to think differently, to get to hear advice on how you can uh, uh, change your behaviors and what you can do. That that's amazing. I'm definitely going to access that uh, site, and thank you for sharing. I I wanted to uh, ask you more about uh, the concept of Acorn. You you Mm -hmm. wrote your most popular book is called the um, Acorn Principle, and uh, uh, what have what has caused it to use the acorn as a symbol? Well, the acorn, if you if you think about how it's used typically, it's it's almost universally referred to as a, a source of potential. 
The famous phrase, tall oaks from little acorns grow. You know, you see that in lots of places. You see it on wall plaques. I have a little dish in my bathroom that has that imprinted in the bottom of the dish. Um, The acorn, as a symbol of potential, communicates a lot in a very efficient way. Think about an acorn. First off, what can the acorn be when it grows up? Can it be a redwood? Can it be a, a maple? Can it be a spruce, an elm? No. It can only be an oak. But it can either be a little scrub oak that dies prematurely or a mighty oak that produces millions of acorns for generations to come and spawns entire forests of other trees. What's the difference? The difference is, as it relates to what you do, Laura, is the choices that we make. If we're the acorn, you know, if I'm the acorn, then I'm designed to be really good at something. So I need to know what kind of oak is in me. And, um, that means I need to know what what am I really naturally talented at? What am I not so talented at so that I reach out for resources or helpers or systems or software or apps uh, in that area? Um, what do I get the most joy from doing? What have I been the most productive at in the in the history of my life? When I look back at whether I was better at team sports or solo sports, better at creative activities or systemic activities where you're following a process, uh, excuse me, for the Canadians, that would be process. Um, (laughs) So, you know, just if you make a life study of yourself and noticing the patterns in yourself, which is what my whole book, The Acorn Principle, does for you, it's a self-guided tour of you. When you make that study, you start discovering things that help you make better better choices so that you align your life, your career, your relationships, your daily activities, and your priorities and goals with who you naturally are. So you get up in the morning thinking, hey, I get to be me all day long. I don't have to be some plastic version of, of some other title that another person expected me to be. That's amazing. That's absolutely amazing. And I, I'm just uh, thinking how, how, um, you know, how helpful, um, is for someone to, to know that someone who's successful, uh, I like to listen a lot to Sir Richard Branson and, you know, mm-hmm. uh, like you, he didn't, uh, go to, um, he doesn't have formal education. It's not that he doesn't support it, but like you, he says, you know, it's like you can get to the same place by different means. And if you mm-hmm. have a clarity of where you want to be or, uh, who you want to be, you don't have to uh, go into formal education. Don't feel uh, handicapped by not having one. But uh, right. it, it's just, uh, it's very um, inspiring. Here I go again, using the word uh, to <laughs> yeah, know that, uh, thank you, for that, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing. We are such amazing machines to, uh, and we have so much potential and so much capacity. And it's so natural. You yeah. know, that's the thing. What we're talking about here is something that it, it's taking away the complexity instead yeah. of adding more complexity. You know, that's the thing. Most people overcomplicate their lives. They think I'm, I'm uh, the slave to my own emotions. No, you're not. You can learn to be the master of your emotions, but your emotions will always be stronger than your thinking for for a while. 
And totally. then you can think your way out of a bad emotion, but, uh, but not rapidly. Yep. You know, you have to, like you get upset about something, you say, okay, should I be upset about this? Is it going to lead me anywhere useful? Yeah. Yeah. If not, then you make a better choice and you, counter, you contradict your own emotion and go a different direction. Yeah. Yeah. If it's an emotion, you know, like I want to help, but I don't know how, maybe you should raise your hand and say, I'll help and then figure out how as you get there. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, Jim. No, I just said jump and the net will appear. Yes. Uh, you talked about uh, of challenges and, and you know, uh, there are ways to, to deal with different situations. What do you find to be the typical challenges that people face in realizing their full potential? Well, it comes back to what we talked about earlier, which is the self-doubt issue. Mm-hmm. Self-doubt is, is really universal. It is like, I don't know, it's omnipresent. It's, yeah, it's yeah, like totally. air, you know. And, um, and everyone experiences it at some times. But those that are really clear on what they're trying to do and why, they can transcend the doubt and keep going. I'll, I'll give you an example. When I was nine years old, my family took an epic trip. We got in the car, my sister, my mother and dad and me, and we drove from Little Rock, Arkansas, in the middle of the southern part of the United States, all the way to California on old famous Route 66. And we arrived in California, went down to San Diego and visited my uncle who was in the Navy. And he said, hey, there's a brand new place that just opened this year called Disneyland. And you got to see it. We've been already two or three times. So I and my Uncle and aunt and my cousins, Bruce, Brian, and Johnny, all packed up and went to Anaheim, California, which was in the middle of a bunch of orange groves, to this new place called Disneyland. And at Disneyland, you pay one fee and you get to ride every ride in the entire park. And, of course, I had seen it on television and heard about it, and I was thrilled to be there, a nine-year-old kid. You know, I was in heaven. And they said, okay, Jimmy, you go – with Bruce, Brian, and Johnny, Kathy, you come with us adults, and we'll go see Disneyland. We'll meet you guys back here at Town Hall at X o'clock this afternoon. So we went off, and my cousins took me to Autopia, where you get to drive your own little car. And at So, that- Jim, do you think you can say this in one minute? Because yeah. I can't believe yeah. how quickly the time is going. So- the Autopia required that you be of a certain height in order to drive your own car, and I wasn't tall enough, so I had to ride in the car with the attendant. And at the end of the ride, I came out, and I couldn't find my cousins. They had come out another exit. And I stood there and cried for a minute or two, and then finally I said, wait a minute, this is the happiest place on earth. I'm going to go see Disneyland, and I spent the rest of the day, nine-year-old kid, alone in Disneyland for hours and hours and hours exploring, happy as a clam, and at the end of the day, reunited with my parents. Yeah, That's amazing. And, you know, it's uh, uh, what would you say to people, what would be your top recommendation to people to actually overcome their challenges? And unfortunately, we only have like one minute, but you well, have to promise, Jim, that you're going to come back. Recognize that you can yeah. transcend your own fears. Yeah. 
yeah. that it, it, your own self-doubt. It's, it's just a, a temporary process that your mind and emotions use to help keep you safe from the world around you. So, you know, it's, a, it's a, an instinctive mechanism and you can learn to transcend that, but be real clear on what you want yeah. and be real clear that you are willing to pay the dues to earn it over an extended period of time and you will have the future you want. Yeah, and, and and the fact that you know you're not the only one this is happening to. So, Jim, thank you so much. I hope you enjoy the show. I told you I enjoyed it too much. I I forgot to look at the time. I think that Voice America has taken some time away from me because it's gone <laughs> it's gone away too fast. So. I loved talking to you. I hope you come back to talk to us some more. And for the rest of the listeners, please listen to this amazing show. Uh, and we will be back in a week's time with some more insights from equally smart and inspiring people. Jim, have a great week and thank you for being on my, my show. Pleasure. Tell them to go to cathcart.com if they want more. Thank yes. you for having me, Laura. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Jim. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of Because There's More. Join Laura Ellis again next Monday at 6 a.m. Pacific Time, 9 a.m. Eastern Time, and 2 p.m. GMT on the Voice America Business Channel. Be sure to tune in, because there's more.